Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. We got a special guest in the studio today. We got Bailey. Yes, we do. Phil's dog. You uh, probably thanks. heard her in the background here, so we'll get her into yeah, the video her. here to say, Aww. say hi, Bailey. And instantly, <laughs> our YouTube numbers went up. That's right. And <laughs> here's the dog. So, yep. Yeah. So she uh, doesn't want to look at the camera. She's too interested in staring at the door or the window. So uh, you never yeah. know what's going to happen, right? Well, you, you know, gotta, she's being a good guard dog. Good yeah. Dog. Yeah, that she is. She definitely will try well, to do that. She, she doesn't want anything to happen to you, right? Which is going to be my segue into our topic this week, which is flirting with disaster. There you uh, go. And so Bailey is going to protect Phil. And uh, some of you may remember that old Molly Hatchet song. I asked Phil about it, but he didn't remember that song, Flirting with Disaster from Molly Hatchet. Maybe I'll play a little bit of it here in the in the show clip to this week. But uh, I got a couple of topics here, Phil, where basically right. going to just tie into your expertise for your many years of doing this and tell us some things to think about where we might be flirting with disaster on some topics if we don't uh, take care of some of these and some, many of these are pretty darn easy to fix really yeah so, yep absolutely we'll just, we'll just dive right in and just knock all right, sounds out. good out of date legal documents and yeah, they're kind of boring but you know what this is an easy fix but man if you don't whew, yep. you have some issues right yeah i mean it's it's an easy fix until you didn't fix it and then then it's a big problem right you know i mean it, yeah it, and it's something we always deal with clients on. I mean, obviously, full disclaimer, I'm not an attorney, so we don't get into, you know, full document, estate planning, that kind of thing. But I mean, I'm very knowledgeable of what should be there, how things work and, and helping clients review through that. So, but yeah, there's definitely something with your estate planning documents. They should be reviewed probably every couple of years, you know, just at least a discussion with the attorney to say, hey, what if things have changed in your life? You know, and that's usually the biggest thing is, you know, first time you did it was probably that first trip you and your wife took after you had kids. Right. Because you realize, oh, you know, we don't have anything in place. What happens if something happens to both of us? Who's going to take care of the kids? What's, right. you know, um, and might not have been looked at since then, you know? So, I mean, if, if not, then they need to have it, have it looked at. What's so, some things to think about on those documents? Will, trust, what else? Power of Yeah. I mean, yeah, so will trust power of attorney. Um, those are kind of the um, the general documents in place. Medical um, ones, you maybe? You don't necessarily need all of them. Yeah, so the, the big ones you definitely need are going to be, I would say, your will, um, your durable power of attorney, which handles kind of the financial affairs if you can't make decisions, and in the medical um, gotcha. power of attorney. Okay. You know, so, and I mean, those are key. Um, you know, medical, in fact, I've got a, a scenario right now I'm working with a client on that, um, I had met with this couple and, and have been working with them from a tax standpoint, doing tax preparation, but they decided not to do uh, financial planning. Right. Um, thought they were all handling it well and doing okay on their own. And um, the wife is the one that handles all the finances. And she, um, I just found out, has slipped and uh, fallen and bumped her head on the floor of all things. Oh, wow. And is now in the hospital. She can't move yet. Uh, her legs, so she can't walk. And she's lost some of her memory. You know, she's like wow. 10, 15 years ago in memory, you know, wow. and now he's struggling because he has no durable power of attorney and no medical power of attorney. You know, and so she was handling kind of, a lot of that stuff. She was handling all the finances. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I was meeting with him the other day, just helping him understand, well, here's what's going in the bank. 
Wow. You know, and they've kind of kept their finances somewhat separate. They got married later in life scenario. So, we did you know, thing. fortunately he had passwords and, and access to bank accounts, well, her good. bank accounts. I mean, he can at least keep things going, so to speak, as a household. Right, right. You know, but yeah, it's, it's in, in legal documents in that scenario, they just weren't there. They never had them done. They didn't see the importance, yeah. you know, so out of date or non-existent. Um, yeah. definitely a discussion you need to have without, you know, with incorrect, uh, or, or out of date or just not in general, just not having them at all. So, right. and again, it's a really easy fix. Yeah. It's not the, you know, the most fun thing in the world to do, but you can knock this. If you do have them updating them is just not, I mean, that's even easier than getting right. done. Right. So, yeah. And that should just be maybe even just a simple phone call with the attorney to, to review if things have changed from your standpoint or from a law standpoint, because, Laws do change in the state on a, you know, unfortunately pretty regular basis. You just want to make sure, hey, are things up to date? Right, exactly. All right, so that's one place you can flirt with disaster. Unfortunately for those folks, that kind of came to pass a little bit. All our best for a speedy recovery on that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number two, incorrect beneficiary designations. Again, another one that's really super easy to fix, Phil. Uh, yeah. I, I had an advisor tell me a couple of years ago, a really great way to think about this. He called them, uh, I can't remember if there was four or five D's. I always mess this up, but he said, use the D's as a way to, to make sure you double check your designations, your beneficiary, beneficiary designations. say that three times. Yeah. Um, it was a, a divorce is a good time to go through and check them. Uh, yep. disability is a good time to go through and check them a death, um, or just a, a new decade. Like just every yep. so often, you know, just, just give you some reasons to go through and check these. And I think there was one more, but I can never remember what it is. Yeah. And this is something that we try to review with clients on a regular basis, but it beneficiary designations are, are key. You know, I mean, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times people think, well, my will and my trust have that covered, right? I've, I've named that and how I want to have, have that happen. My, my um, assets to pass, which that's great. I mean, that's a piece of it. You have to do that, but those documents really are completely irrelevant yep, they get in trumped. the event of like retirement accounts, IRAs, Roth, company plans, you know, 401ks, 403bs, that whole group of types of accounts, um, life insurance or annuities. All those accounts have a beneficiary designation. And unless you've named the trust, let's say, as your beneficiary in that form, right. the trust has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter what the trust says. Whatever's on that form with that custodian is your beneficiary, and it can't be changed. If you and pass, people, people it's think done. that's not the case, but it trumps all of that it, stuff. It trumps everything. And if you've I mean, left there's... your ex-wife on there, let's say, but you want your current wife to get it because that's and that's what your will says. Too yep. bad, right? Yep. And there's hundreds of court cases to to kind of prove this out and show the the facts of it trumps. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't matter what the facts, I mean, you can have everything laid out to say, this is what your intention was, but because you forgot to change that one form, that one beneficiary designation, yeah, you know, you may not be giving the, the money to who you wanted to. So, and again, it's an easy fix. It, it is very easy. You know, something that is, should just be part of a regular process to review definitely in the event of those kind of big life changing events, you know, but. Should someone's advisor that. bring that up to them, Phil? If they're not, is it is the onus on us, uh, the the client, to to say, hey, here's been a change, or should the advisor, you know, on an annual review, say, hey, any new changes, kind of thing? I mean, both. I mean, ultimately, the onus is on the the client. 
you know, because we as advisors don't know things that happen all the time in, in the interim, especially. Sure, yeah. But I mean, if you are working with an advisor, it definitely should be part of a discussion that you have once a year to say, hey, has anything changed? Okay. Yeah. You know, both from a risk standpoint, understanding your financial standpoint, but then also from a beneficiary standpoint. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, has unfortunately one of the beneficiaries passed. Right. You know, because we've had that with clients as well, where they've named a, a child that and it shouldn't happen, you know, typically oh, that they yeah. predecease yeah. you. But I mean, what happens if somebody that you've named a child is now predeceased you? Yeah, I didn't even think and, about it from that standpoint. That's true. Yeah. And again, same thing happens there. I mean, if you haven't changed that, then technically it goes to a contingent beneficiary if they're not there. You know, if a lot you of people don't even name a contingent, do they? You know, or it could fall back to then to your estate, which yeah. then is a whole nother. Now you're dealing with probate and all sorts of stuff. So true, very true. Well, a couple of easy places there that we uh, can flirt with disaster, and of course, a couple mm -hmm. of easy places we can also remedy those by just getting that taken care of pretty easily. Uh, yep. Let's go to a financial one. I mean, those are financial, but those are kind of almost, um, I guess, form based or right, uh, if you will. Let's go to one where this is just the scenario is going to happen and that's the tax time bomb that's going to continue to grow. Yep. And you know, that's, you're pumping in money to your, your traditional accounts, your 401k, uh, your traditional IRA, and you're waiting, you know, to pay the government their share at the end. Well, you're maybe flirting with disaster, especially right now, Phil, with all the spending we're doing. I mean, they're already yep. starting conversations about a $4 trillion infrastructure, uh, Bill, I mean, all this is going to trickle down. It's more than just corporate taxes that are probably going up. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the government does not generate any product to generate revenue or service <laughs> to generate revenue. And if they did, I'm, it may, it may be defective. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. You are the government's product or service. I mean, so they're, they're, you're generating the revenue for them in the form of taxes. So whatever yeah. they're spending and, and giving out is, got to come back somehow to you to right. trickle down, whether it's corporate, which I heard a, a great um, analogy the other day, corporations don't pay taxes, they collect them, right? So you, everyone thinks, oh yeah, let the corporations pay it. They're, you know, they got deep pockets. The, the corporations don't pay taxes. I mean, it's part of their profit. They build it all in. And if they're paying higher taxes, then I'm sorry, everything else is going up because they're going to make the profits that they make. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> so, if, you, if you think Apple is uh, is not rolling that into what you're paying, you know, your 1200 bucks for a new iPhone. Your iPhone. Oh, yeah. It's it's all going to be built in. So, But yeah, to, to the point of this, that is one of the, the key things we deal with clients on all the time is truly understanding sometimes the the misconception that I'm going to be in a lower bracket when I retire, you know, even if your income is lower, that might not be the case. And all that aside, it really doesn't matter because the challenge with those kind of accounts, the, the retirement accounts, the tax deferred accounts, mm -hmm. we have no idea what that tax liability is. Hmm. You know, I, I liken it to an adjustable rate mortgage, right? Where we have no cap on it. We don't know what that is. You know, the IRS controls that, Congress controls that in how much and when. And, you know, so to the extent you can manage that tax liability, especially in timeframes like now when we're at one of the lower points of history, yep. really makes sense. You know, I mean, so, we've been talking about that for a while now. I mean, we're, you yep. know, we're up there in our podcast numbers and we've been talking about that for a, you know, quite a while that it's something you really got to pay attention to. And I think it's not even just this time period in general, as a retiree, taxes yeah. should be a bigger part of 
the planning process sometimes than it really is as far as the in the mind and the fo- in the forefront. Um, right. I mean, if you're working with an advisor, then yes, they're hopefully they're going to be doing that for you. But it's still really on us, right? At the end of the day, uh, there's a great saying that, you know, Phil, you shouldn't care more about the plan than the person because it's their money. You know, you're going to yep. care and you're going to do your very best. Uh, but at the same time, it's still, you know, our money, so to speak. So we have to, you know, really uh, think about those things and care about those things and say, hey, how can I be more efficient, more efficient with my tax planning? Yep. Yeah. And when we're work, working with clients and planning, that's something we always talk about. It's like, look, it's not my plan, it's yours. You know, my role in this process is never to tell you what to do. It, it's to show you pros and cons. So, and well, that's why we do the podcast is to kind yeah. of share some information that you would normally be sharing as well when you come in to be a client or, or have a conversation about potentially being a client is, hey, look, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to provide some of the, the best answers I can give based on your scenario. But we've got to come to a good plan together. And then ultimately, right. we have to make those decisions as the uh, as the client or the potential client. Another place to maybe flirt with disaster is just sticking with the classic tried and true 60-40 portfolio. Yep. Um, this has been a staple for a very long time, but it's not the right fit for everybody. you know. So what is the 60-40 portfolio, and then, and then why might it just not be a, a good idea right now? I mean, 60% stock or equities and 40% bond. You know? So yeah, like you said, it's kind of the, the default portfolio. A lot of people think of that's the, the core portfolio. And, and right. Nothing wrong with it. it it's, you know, well, bonds seem even, a little tricky right now to be at 40%. Well, yeah, I was going to say it, there's all sorts of factors that play into that. But the bond equation right now, I think there's way more risk in that portion of the portfolio, right. which historically has been the more conservative part of the portfolio. We're in a weird time frame for that right now. It, yeah. It's a really crazy time, you yeah. know. So you have to understand the reality of that portfolio, not just looking historically, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, histor- you know, historical numbers might not play out in current scenarios, you know, because we're at one of the lowest interest rate points in time right. and one of the, the highest markets in time. The bond thing is kind of weird, Phil, because I was always taught an easy way to remember bonds was when rates are low, bonds grow and yep. when rates are high, bonds die. But it yep. almost feels like that's not the case right now. Rates are low, but bonds are still kind of not that great. There's a lot of volatility going on. Yeah. Well, it's because we're, we keep bouncing off the bottom. I mean, the, you know, we hit the okay. bottom and then, then the Fed start, try to start raising it and volatility picks up. If something bad happens in the market, they try to lower rates to, you know. Just too much give, movement. Yeah. It gives some, some more support to the market, stability there. But then, I mean, at some point, rates have to go up. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. yeah. Rates, interest rates on, on bonds and inflation kind of move hand in hand. Right. You know, so I mean, as inflation starts to happen, you're going to start to see rates rise. If you hold bonds in a portfolio, that's the detrimental effect of that portfolio. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, your your analogy, or even like a teeter totter, you know, you, as interest rates rise, bond values fall, or vice versa. That's why the last go around, we went through such a deep financial crisis back in 2008. Bond rates were high, so they were starting to fall. So that was kind of a double benefit to bonds. People were, were running to bonds. So the support was there and interest rates were falling. So that had a natural effect to, to buoy those bonds and bring up the values. And with the, with the treasury, uh, what was it with the 10 year or whatever being so low, is that kind of where that's kind of. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, there, there's no place now to go, right? We're basically, <laughs> you know, we're, we're at the bottom of this and, and yeah. we're, like I said, and we're the, back at that peak the of market, said They're so. not going to make any major moves just recently. They said they're not gonna make any moves for a while. So, 
Yeah, I mean, they claim not for two they years, which, uh, you know, that, that helps give some stability to the market. But, I mean, this is the, the feds and <laughs> you got to look at what they're not to say they're liars, but I mean, you got to look at what what their mandate is and they've got to maintain inflation and other factors, too. And, and right. interest rates are one of the the tools, so to speak, that they use to do that. So, I mean, yeah, like my, they're like my spouse. They reserve the right to change their mind every 6.2 seconds. That's right. <laughs> and that's not a, that's not a knock on anybody in particular, except my spouse. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah. It, yeah it, it is what it is. It's, you know, you got to take is, what yeah. they say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Kind of the same thing as the IRS, right? They're like, Oh, this is what it's going to be. But if we want to change it at any given time, we can. So, yep. Yep. All right. Well, there's some places, folks, you might be flirting with disaster. A lot of these are pretty easy fixes. Really, it's just having a conversation with an advisor, uh, getting onto the calendar and having a chat with somebody. If you're not working with somebody, uh, you know, take the time to ask some of these questions and, and get some of these things handled. Absolutely. If you don't have uh, a will or a trust or a power of attorney put in place, uh, have a conversation with an attorney. Get that taken care of. It's not as expensive as people think it is. Uh, if you're working with an advisor, they probably have one they can refer you to. Uh, Phil can certainly do that if you need some help in that arena, whether you're working with Phil or not working with Phil. Either way, reach out. Let him know if you've got questions or concerns on this week's podcast. As always, 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. It's on the screen there if uh, if you're watching the video. So reach out, give a conversation, have a conversation for yourself at philstaxhacks.com. That's another place you can do that, philstaxhacks.com. And we're going to sign off this week, so we're going to let Bailey the pup get back to uh, holding down the fort there. Like she's yeah, she, she's sleeping over here. I'm surprised she didn't start snoring. We'll see you next time, Phil. Thanks for hanging out with me. We'll talk later on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.